It's my show. It has come to our attention that we've missed a lot of other great shows and movies this year that we didn't mention. So for that reason, we're doing something that we have never done before. Another episode of What We're Watching! I mean, it's true. We really did miss talking about a lot of good shows. Yeah, I didn't even really get into talking about the other K-dramas that I've been watching. I have to admit, Mozart, your Korean shows are pretty darn good. I know, right? The world is finally recognizing what great storytellers Koreans are. They've been making great content for years. I think it's thanks in part to Netflix that they're all getting noticed right now. Agreed. Netflix has done an excellent job of curating a lot of Korean shows and films. All right, well, before we get into it, let's start first with some... From the skyscrapers of New York to the coast of California, this is Doggo News. In our first story, 42 dogs have been rescued from a peppy mill in southern Missouri, which included Irish Terriers, Schnauzers, Karen Terriers, and Yorkies. Authorities helped the Humane Society's Animal Cruelty Task Force to rescue the animals from Cedar Crest Kennel in Douglas County, Missouri. The kennel had been cited multiple times and faced multiple lawsuits from the Missouri Attorney General for substandard practices. Substandard practices? What does that mean? Did they miss their daily snack time? I doubt these poor pups even had a snack time. Yeah, Mo, you have no idea how lucky you are. Imagine being forced to procreate over and over again just to create puppies for stupid fleshies who euthanize our puppies once they're sick of them. Fleshies are terrible. Terrible. Well, except the minge. And mother and father. And our Patreons. To report an animal who is in danger or suffering from neglect or abuse, contact your local police department and the Humane Society in your area. In other horrible news, a doggo has died after drinking water from a lake near a park in Wake County, North Carolina. The toxicology report has not been confirmed, but it's suspected that blue-green algae poisoning is to blame. Back in 2019, four dogs died within a matter of days after drinking from or playing in lakes in North Carolina. Toxic algae can also be found in many other states and including California and Utah. The best prevention is making sure your doggos don't play at lakes that they're not sure if it contains toxic algae and definitely don't have them drink from them. If you're hiking in an area you're unsure about, it might be wise to look up on the surrounding bodies of water there, including rivers, to see if there are any toxic muck that can make your doggos sick. Can we please have some good news? Sure, Mo. Let's just end it off on a good story. Thank you. Okay, here's a good one. Allie, a rescue dog, ran away from her owner in December of last year and swam 3,300 feet across the Ohio River from Evansville, Indiana to Henderson County, Kentucky. Uh, sorry, how is this a good news? Well, Allie was rescued a week later and brought to a volunteer trainer from Indiana who recently adopted the dog. Not Indiana, Indiana, but, you know, the state Indiana. What horrible conditions was Allie living in in order for her to swim all the way across a river just to get away from him? Apparently, Allie had some freshy trust issues, which I can totally relate with. Yeah, but luckily, after a lot of love and training, Allie is finally at her forever home. Well, thank goodness. All right, let's get on with today's episode, shall we? Yes, 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 yes. I'd like to start, if you don't mind. Well, I don't mind. I do, but go ahead. Well, I'd like to bring up the amazing Korean series on Netflix called Hellbound. Oh, I don't like scary movies. Well, that's the thing. I think the title is very misleading. It's not scary at all. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, and if you like Squid Game, it's much less violent than that. It's a very smart take on religion, while 
while being highly entertaining and well-written. Four paws up. <laughs> yeah, Mo, that would put you on your back. Exactly. Might as well rub my belly while I'm there. Well, a movie that we didn't get a chance to talk about last time is The Harder They Fall, also on Netflix. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Idris Elba is my spirit fleshy. Is that a thing? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, who's my spirit fleshy? How do you know? I just pick one. You know, a fleshy that you're similar to. You know, if you were a fleshy instead of an animal. <laughs> And you think you're like Idris Elba? In what way exactly? Well, obviously, it's because we're both extremely studly and suave. <laughs> Shut up, Bendy. All right, then who's your spirit fleshy? Michelle Obama. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> what? She's beautiful, smart, sleek, graceful. <laughs> uh, and so what do you guys have in common? <laughs> Shut up, Mo. I know who my spirit fleshy is. Who? Jungkook. Who? Is that one of the members of BTS? Wait a second. How did you know that? Everybody knows BTS. You would be correct, Indy. Or as my good friend Aussie says, correctamundo. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't know Aussie if it wasn't for me, Mozart. What exactly do you and Jungkook have in common? Well, we're both the youngest in our pack, and we're both Korean. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a Korean, Mo. You're a Chawini. <laughs> I'm a Korean Chawini. Uh, Just because the binge is Korean doesn't make it makes you Korean. <laughs> I've officially converted. It's not like Judaism, Mozart. Bless you. Anyway, should we be continuing with the episode? We seem to be burning more time talking about this silly side topic. True. Anyway, if you like action westerns, definitely check out The Harder They Fall. It's a lot of great fun. All right, my turn, my turn. I also like to recommend the movie Belfast. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I had no idea that Kenneth Branagh was Irish-born. That was a good movie. Great performances, writing, directing. Makes me think about my own dealing with the IRA. Uh, you mean the IRS? <laughs> no, the IRA. The Irate Raccoons Association. Trash pandas. Oh, I have heard about that group. Aren't they a terrorist organization? Absolutely. And they are often linked to the Al-Coyote terrorists. Uh, you mean the Al-Qaeda? No, Al-Coyote. They are vicious street dogs that come down from the mountains to steal our food. <laughs> all right, all right, moving on. <laughs> Monday's Mutt! Today's Monday's Mutt, we like to honor Toby, a three-year-old German shepherd who saved his owner from a stalker in the UK. Lorraine Scott was walking her dog around five in the morning when she spotted someone following her. Luckily, Toby got a whiff of the bad guy and started barking loudly at him. It worked, and the guy ran away to his car and drove away. No offense, Fleshies, but what kind of moron tries to stalk a woman with a German shepherd? Idiot! Anyway, we're glad it worked out okay. Congratulations, Toby. You are this week's Monday's Mutt. Okay, back to what we're watching. We also forgot to talk about the Jungle Cruise last time. Oh, that was fun. Minus the snakes. You know, I changed my mind. My spirit fleshy is Emily Blunt. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're so much like her. Gorgeous, talented, brave, smart. Yeah, nothing like Indiana. I aspire to be like her. Well, then she's not your spirit fleshy. Be quiet, Zeddy. I would also like to talk about another Korean series. Jeez, Bo, is there anything else that you watch besides Korean shows? Nope. What, does the men just leave it on for you when she leaves the house? No, I put it on. Anyway, if you like twists and turns, I recommend my name. Yeah, we're pretty sure you already mentioned that the last time. I did? Yeah, pretty sure. Short-term memory. Oh, I got one. I really enjoyed the movie Little Richard. Uh, you mean King Richard. Are you sure? Yeah, Andy. Little Richard is the singer. King Richard is about Serena and Venus Williams' dad and their rise to fame. Oh, right. 
right? I thought it was a Shakespearean story. It is a little misleading. I think the movie could have used a better title. Like Venus and Serena. Although it was about the father, too, and, you know, Will Smith is great in it. He's fantastic and will probably most likely be nominated for an Oscar. And the actress that plays the mother, Ingenue Ellis, she was fantastic. What I really liked about the movie, aside from all the incredible performances, was the story about a family that overcomes the odds of hardship and disadvantages. It was very inspiring. More people should see it. Uh, I guess there has been a little bit of controversy over the father. Well, we'll let you fishies look up that story on your own. Yeah, we doggos aren't really gossip hounds. Exactly. That's why I stay off the Twitter. I changed my mind. My spirit fishy is Serena Williams. <laughs> Shut up, Zetterberg. You know, we forgot to talk about White Lotus last time. Yeah, it was okay. I thought you liked it. You watched the whole thing. There were good parts to it, but I felt like if you were going to do an upstairs, downstairs type of thing, you could have shown a little bit more of the downstairs part. I didn't even know it was a two-story show. No, Mo, it's a figure of speech. You know, it depicts the haves and the have-nots. Is that like another Shakespearean thing? You know, to be or not to be? Just stop, Indy. Just don't try to explain it. Anyway, I would agree with you there, Indy. I would have liked to see a bit more of the other side. Like, what happened to the Hawaiian lady who went into labor? Yeah, I didn't buy some of the story. Like, when the spy employee didn't even look Spoiler at the envelope. alert! What, are you gonna watch it, Mo? Is it in Korean? No. Then no. Exactly. Anyway, you gotta give it to Mike White. Apparently, HBO called him and asked him if he could write something that could be shot in one location during the pandemic. So it was basically a first draft. Well, the five episodes are first drafts, too, and ours are fantastic. Well, speak for yourself. Well, I was. It's hard, because I definitely can also relate with the haves, because, you know, I'm... You're an elitist. No, because I'm classy. I have a lot of clout. I own three properties. We discussed this already, and you technically don't own any properties. Mo, I have three estates. Just because one of them is where you reside... That's my home, not yours. Mozart, you know that I'm there all the time. I claim that space, especially the backyard. My mother's mother is your mother, and that is why it is also my property. Can we stick with the episode, please? Read of the week! This week's Breed of the Week is a skipper key, or if you're from Belgium, correctly pronounced as Sheeperker. This little pup originated in medieval Belgium, where it rose to fame as a shipworker, chasing and killing rats that would come on board. They were known to be fearless watchdogs on barges and in city shops, which earned them their name, which in Flemish means little captain. While some mistake them as being in the same family as the Spitzer Pomeranian, they're actually a smaller version of the black sheepdog named the Louvenaire, which were used to follow Belgian wagons. They stayed at no higher than 13 inches, have powerful jaws and necks. Their black coat is especially pronounced around their neck, shoulders, and legs, which gives the dog a strong, substantial silhouette. They also have a bit of a Foxy face, like me. These guys can weigh in from 10 to 16 pounds and generally have a lifespan of 13 to 15 years. Too damn short! They're loyal, friendly dogs that usually do well with children, although they may be aggressive with other dogs. The good thing is, they tend to do well in apartments. So if you only have a small space, it's not a good enough excuse not to get one of these cuties. Although they're not always friendly towards strangers. What doggo is? Here, here. I have an inherent trust in fleshies. They usually like me, and I usually like them. Suckers! The Sheeperker, this week's Breed of the Week. This week's Breed of the Week is brought to you by our Fuck Kibble tier of Patreons. Misha Larson, Olga Ekman, Bailey, Lexi, Teresa, Willie Walter, Stife and Tambo London, and Jasmine Paris. I can't believe 
we forgot to mention this show last time. Which one? Reservation Dogs. Oh, yeah, that was great. As a dog, I have my own reservations, too. Mostly about cats, but I'm trying to get better. Not that type of reservation, Mo. They are talking about life on a Native American reservation. Life on the res. Oh, yeah. In a past life, I lived on a reservation in New Mexico. Always a shaman. Okay. My spirit animal is... You know what? Stop lying, Mo, please. An owl. Oh, is that why your eyes are so buggy? <laughs> who? Who? Is that your best impression? Mo doesn't do imitations. <laughs> Don't encourage him, Z. Anyway, if you like what we do in the shadows, you will most likely love the show. It's so funny and poignant and fresh. Super fresh. Like how many shows out there claim that they're dramedy about youth growing up in modern day reservations? Well, I think just this one. Yeah, I think you're Right. Anyway, it's a great show, so if you have hoodoo, check it out. We also like the movie Passing. While we could have done without the repetitive jazz notes, we thought the movie overall deserves attention. Ooh, I changed my mind. My spirit fleshy is Tessa Thompson. Nope. I sometimes pass for a German Shepherd. When I'm at the dog park these days, a lot of other pups look at me and wonder why I'm in the small dog side. I tell them that's where the minge thinks I should be. But clearly, <laughs> it's a mistake. <laughs> have you looked in the mirror, Mozart? You would never pass for a German Shepherd. Jesus. You haven't seen my nether regions. Oh, DJ. We should also give an honorable mention to Shang-Chi and the Eternals, two Marvel movies that push the boundaries this year. Agreed. We love Aquafina. She's amazing. She's my spirit fleshy. Okay, enough, Andy. You can't just pick every single great female fleshy and claim them as your spirit fleshy. Why not? Because it's not fair. What do you like, too? I mean, what if I just claim that I was every amazing fleshy? That would be false. Exactly. But since I'm amazing, it works for me. Uh, do you think I'm like Robert De Niro instead? <laughs> what? Well, now that I think about it, maybe my spirit fleshy is, you know, Robert De Niro from his Godfather days. More like Joe Pesci. <laughs> Dig in deep and doggo hell. The Zeddy and Indy Show do not claim to be experts in pet health, and anything they say is meant for informational or educational purposes, and not intended as medical advice. Please consult your veterinarian when treating your dog or pet. Also, fuck kibble. In today's Digging Deep, we are going to talk about noise stress. This is a subject dear and dear to my fupa. Hear, hear. A study at University of California, Davis, showed that while dogs often experience pain and or discomfort from common household noises, their parents tend to underestimate the situation, often laughing or thinking it's amusing. Yeah, it's not funny at all. Yeah, for example, Fleshies, that device on the ceiling that alerts you when you're burning your roast chicken? You know how you forget to change the batteries in time before that thing starts to alert you? Well, guess what? That intermediate beeping noise gives us massive anxiety. Agreed. And when I shake and moan instead of you brushing it off like I'm overreacting, you should probably try to take me away from the noise, like maybe outside... Before you decide to grab a chair, grab a screwdriver, oops, you forgot the batteries, and then you turn off the noise. For doggos, our hypersensitive ears that can hear your car from over a mile away have real pain when it comes to these high-frequency noises. Yeah, in fact, the studies show that high-frequency noises are much more painful to dogs' ears than lower-frequency noises. Even noises like vacuum cleaners or the microwave oven beeping can cause anxiety for us doggos. Some common signs of your dog's anxiety include cringing, trembling or retreating, panting, licking their lips, turning their head, stiffening of their body, moaning, or lowering their head below their shoulders. This is all anxiety-related behavior and should not be ignored. Yeah, how would you like it if we got one of our witchy cat friends to jump on your back and scratch you ferociously? That's basically the equivalent of the pain for us with your stupid electronic noises. So all we're asking is that you fleshies be a little bit more cognizant and aware of this stuff. 
Maybe set an alarm on your calendar to change your fire alarm battery once every six months so we don't have to endure that incessant noise. We know you don't like it either. And maybe it's a good idea to have one of those head wraps easily accessible that mother puts over our heads when there's fireworks or thunder, just in case it's some unexpected high-pitched noises that don't go away for a while. So we'll put a link in our show notes for what we're talking about. It's helped us a lot on that annual worst day of the year thing. Agreed! So, do we have any other shows we like to discuss before we move on to our book? Scenes from a Marriage? Boy, that was sad. Made me really depressed for a while thinking about how Layla cheated on me. Uh, did she though? I'm sure she did. Why else would she have left me? Uh, gee, I don't know. Don't be a jerk, Z. <laughs> Mo, I don't think that Layla cheated on you. I think she's just independent and has a borderline unhealthy ball obsession. Yeah, no one can compete with a tennis ball in her book. You think that was it? Anyway, I have to agree that it was sad, but the performances by Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac are worth the watch. I hope mother and father never get a divorce. Well, if they do, it'll be your fault. Why is it my fault? Well, because it wouldn't be mine. Okay, okay. What else have we missed? Well, there are shows that we haven't watched, like Only Murders in This Building and Dope Sick. Yeah, we've heard good things about both, but if there's anything that you think we missed or must watch, hit us up and let us know what you think. All right, so on to the book. I gotta go take a nap. Me too. 865 Reasons Why Having a Dog is So Much Better Than Having a Kid. Reason number 89, friends. When you have a kid, chances are they're going to have a lot of different friends in their lifetime. Chances are you're not going to like a lot of them. Starting from toddlerhood, Fleshblob Frank is going to have some goobly-gobbly friends that spit and poop all over your place while throwing a tantrum on the playground. And then Fleshblob Frank gets older, and he's going to have that one friend, Chad, who is an incessant liar. Uh, hello, Mrs. Beaver. You look lovely today, Mrs. Beaver. Is that a new blouse, Mrs. Beaver? Meanwhile, behind your back, the little Haskell is stealing your crypto off your computer. Can he do that? I, I don't know. It depends on your password protection and... I like the way you mixed your errors there. 50s to now. Yeah, that's sweet, huh? And then when Franks becomes a full-fledged adult, he's gonna have some real asshole friends who get him into gambling, hookers, and drugs, so don't let your son be a hedge fund manager. Jesus, really? I don't know, maybe. The point is, when you have a doggo, you don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah, my dog buddies and I only hang out at the dog park. We don't even call each other or text. Yeah, luckily our best friends are you. And the minge. And mother and father. Mama and daddy. So that about does it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in, and as always, please consider becoming a Patreon to our show so we can continue our podcast. Go to patreon.com forward slash the Zeddy and Indie Show where you can earn perks and earn the access for becoming a Patreon for as little as three bucks a month. And tune in every Monday when we drop new episodes. So until next time, Smell you later! later.